0: Thanks for downloading this official Munster Rugby podcast. For more, go to MunsterRugby.ie or subscribe to Munster Rugby on SoundCloud or iTunes. So, Colm, can you tell me a little bit about your role as Head of Rugby Development?
1: Um, Yeah, I I came into the role in early 2020 2020, and um, I suppose... Coming from the academy side of things, it was uh, it was a change in focus. But I've, I've worked in rugby development as a coach development officer um, ten years ago, so um, I know the if you like I, I know the the the, um, the ins and outs of what's required. And um, it was trying to I suppose bring in my experience from the last couple of years in the academy and and, um, and that uh bring that into into rugby development to try and um, see if we could uh improve
0: the service to to clubs and schools more yeah and how has the first year gone for you
1: it's been very difficult obviously with uh with covid the whole world is reacting to to covid and um um i suppose sport has has uh, like every other walk of life has has struggled with uh with how we manage and rugby has um, as a result rugby's had a very stop start uh, year obviously so um, it has been tough because we've had to react in March to, when we were getting to some um, some really exciting finals um, in the province and uh, and heading into into playoffs and in um, in competitions. From that to stopping everything and being unable to finish the season, um, to I suppose the the worries of financial worries for for clubs, um, and then trying to trying to see what we could get back doing during the summer, which was successful. But again we, we we came a cropper there um back in october when we had to tighten things up again so uh yeah very stop start um very very frustrating to try and um try and coordinate things and make things happen which we've we've had to react a lot which we've i suppose we've, we've tried to do as, as good as we can but um you know bearing in mind it's our job so that's that's part of what we have to try and do um the ones who it's the it's the volunteers and the clubs the coaches players the volunteers the safety officers who put their hand up to run compliancy that's where um, you know they're the people that we really have to remember um they're working so hard to try and facilitate the game in their club and school um at a time when it's really difficult and, and they're the ones that um we keep remembering if we can get it right and give them uh, clear messages that they can um that they understand well then uh, we've done a, a decent job because uh, unfortunately we have to react to the the covid um covid restrictions all the time
0: yeah and you mentioned some frustrations there obviously you would have had a lot of aims you know before at the start of your role you know obviously before all the covid hit um could you tell me about some of the plans that you had in, in place for 2020
1: yeah um i suppose really a big part of it was coming in in the middle of a season was to try and um to try and uh I suppose the, the season was in it was in 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 running if you like and uh it was to to see how how things worked in in rugby development um to see exactly uh, how things had changed from my time there 10 years ago and um see how the season panned out and then to look to see what changes we could um we we could feel were were worth considering um for the for the co- for the coming season which would have been uh, the season we're in now um unfortunately we had um we had seven weeks of, of uh, rugby before um, before everything was finished up and then the season finished up and, and we haven't gotten back to a traditional rugby season. So um, the idea of of getting to know everybody, getting to, to um, look at the whole scope of what's involved in rugby development, because uh, there's so much there when you look at, um, at the, as well as coach and player development, um, support of clubs and schools a uh, huge amount on administration side um you know helping out to see if we can make the game better for the referees um trying to see um are the competition structures are they what what gives the players the best positive rugby experience or do we need to tweak them to give the players more meaningful matches um all of that stuff had to uh, had to go on the back burner until until we got back to you know our, um regular rugby which we're we're still trying to get back to so um, a lot of them plans uh, we had to, we had to shelf and we had to react to what can we do in the here and now. And um, I suppose we've had lots and lots of conversations about how we'd like to do things. But um, again, we just have to keep them on ice until we, uh, until we get back to what looks like our, our regular season where we can play games every weekend and and make sure that uh, we're giving um, players an opportunity to to play quality matches.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned the, I suppose, the ability to react and adapt. Can you tell me about some of the work that the rugby development uh, staff implemented throughout the province as a result of, as a result of COVID?
1: Yeah, um, I suppose, like I said, yeah, it's, it's been all reactive really since March. Um, and, and, and I think even back then, if we look at what we had to do, the first thing was um, get really clear messages out to clubs and schools about what the you know that, that the season was shut well. Firstly, the games were being halted and training was being halted, and then um, you know shortly afterwards it was that the season was been um, was been um, had to finish up and and that things wouldn't uh, wouldn't be finished out, which was very tough because we had some you know we had a lot of teams there that worked very hard to to uh, to get into a season, and now you're getting to the time when. You know, someone can win a trophy and unfortunately it doesn't happen. So we had that thing where we had to get clear messages out to clubs, schools that unfortunately the season had to finish and, and there was, I suppose, trying to um, make make people understand why that was the case and that we were following government advice and that the eye review was, you know, talking to the government, talking to Sport Ireland and making sure we were getting very clear messages out on why we couldn't proceed. So there was some tough decisions on that. Then we probably had uh, then the the rugby development department had to look at. Um, you know, we took that time in in March and April when we couldn't get out and do stuff on um, having a look at ourselves and seeing how could we do things better. So it was very much the review we'd normally have in um in May, we brought it forward into into April and um, I suppose looked at all the programs we were doing. Uh, what we were getting out of it, what we wanted to get out of it and and how we could get um how we' get a better service. We then had things like um, financial the financial worries of clubs was something we had to look at, and clubs were concerned on a couple of matters, I guess the financial side of things when normally there'd be a lot of fundraising and and, and um, opportunities to for them to look after the the financial side of the club at the end of the season and and some um some good fundraising that would normally have then. Um, and the idea then as well that um, we needed to make sure that um, we were running good programs when we had that opportunity. So um, that was that was part of what we done then. I guess when we got back into the summer and numbers started going in the right direction and we had an opportunity to uh, get players back out on the ground, it was again looking at what was a very safe way to go back, adhere to the government guidelines, um, but give very clear messages to clubs on what they could and couldn't do um, and and so on. So it was a big ask because um, when government guidelines came out, you know, they weren't always... Um, the first thing they had to look at was society in general. So, um, so the sporting guidelines would kind of come um, after that. So clubs, getting good messages to clubs on what they could and, and couldn't do. And I guess... Um, Trying to trying to support the the excellent um, club volunteers who put their hands up as COVID safety officers and compliance officers in clubs, giving them really clear messages and taking away any confusion was was a big part of what we tried to do because um, they were people who were volunteering time and and putting themselves um, in a position of of put uh, of of looking after the welfare of a huge number of members of the club. So that was uh, that was. That was something that was done and i guess when we got back into actually getting on the pitch um the staff were certainly very excited to get back out and and look after uh club support where we went in and we showed the clubs the stuff that we had been preaching that we felt was um was allowed through the the guidelines and then we got into some player development stuff as well um in um in late july and in august and again I think because people had been away from the game for so long, there was a huge buzz of of uh, being back, and the the young players that we brought in enjoyed it, and um, the staff really enjoyed it. it. was very good, and and then the staff went to clubs and and worked in um, worked there and, and and showcased what can be done for the non-contact sessions, um, and and how you have to look after pods and you know the cleaning of the cleaning of the equipment and all that type of stuff. Stuff that has now become second nature. But at the time, was all very, very new to to everybody involved. So um, we've had that. We got back to playing some games in um, in September, which was great. But again, unfortunately, too short lived. And again, we had to we had to pull back on fixtures and and make sure that everyone's kept safe. So again, it was supporting the clubs with the really good um, information of what can be done and what and how we should run how we should run sessions to ensure everybody is safe. So um the, the health form declarations that kids are asked to do um, to, to to be able to turn up to the clubs and the likes um making sure that everybody, you know, that the club is set out with one way systems and the likes um, ensuring that we didn't have crowds standing around on the sides of pitches, that social distancing was being adhered to as much as possible. And um, and that um, the sessions that happened on, on the pitch then were also. Uh, in line with what could be done so that non-contact controlled pods and um, making sure that the that, that groups weren't mixing with each other you know
0: yeah and you mentioned the excitement you know from the players like when they were able to come out of lockdown and get back on the pitch but how important it is for particularly young people as well and kids like you know that they actually had the opportunity to get out get some exercise see their friends albeit in a very safe setting that you provided
1: yeah i think the, that 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 physical and, and mental well-being for players um, has been massive, and it's been recognised, obviously, by the by the by the government as well, and that's why um, we've been able to get back. Um, uh, unfortunately, um, more recently, it's been only um, for underage players, um, and I know there's there certainly are adult players out there as well that have the same they have the same needs. They need to, to physically get out and exercise. Uh, for and, and and it would be very helpful towards their um, mental well-being as well. But it has been hugely important, and I know um, uh, you know the the whole thing about um, families struggling with homeschooling back in um, April and May. I think you know anybody who has has kids has felt that, uh, and we've seen you now the benefits of kids being back at school and the benefits of of um, children having an opportunity to get out. Meet their friends get on a get on a pitch and kick a ball around um and uh uh the, the physical and and mental side that's been a real benefit there and i think that's really important you know we have to remember it is outdoor exercise is relatively safe when we look at um look at, at the, the threat in comparison to indoor and uh given given players the opportunity to to do that has been really important and uh the i think you know, you talk to any parent who's had their, their kid involved in um, in exercise over the last couple of weeks. They're so grateful that their children have had that opportunity to get out and play in um, in the fresh air and then have what that normal experience is.
0: And Cullen, finally looking forward to next year. Obviously, hoping to get games back up and running like normal again, obviously, depending on how the COVID situation goes. But what are your hopes and your aims for next year?
1: Yeah, um, I suppose we... We would have um, we've uh, a huge amount of time to reflect on how we did our business as a as a staff and as a department. So we've uh, we've done a lot of that, and um, you know we had a lot of stuff lined up and ready to get back to. Um, but we still we're still playing that reaction game to 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 COVID numbers and to government announcements and the like. So. Um, we're hoping to get back to, I suppose, a normal season as quick as possible. Um, what well, we want to get out, get everybody back out playing that 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 wants to play the game. Uh, get back to what we normally do, which is give give people who haven't played the game of rugby an opportunity to play in a safe um, in a safe environment and, and create a good positive rugby experience for them, so that they they want to they want to play the game and get involved in it as much as possible. Be that in their school or in their club. Um, and and that goes for players, coaches, the volunteers in clubs um, that 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 look after all the the background stuff, um, and then retain them in the game because they've enjoyed their time. Um, and after that, then it's into the quality that we that we look after. So, the quality of support that us as a rugby development department give to the clubs and schools, the um, the quality of support we give to coaches who are trying to get, make the game better in the province. The quality of um of support we give to players who are on uh, player pathways and and want to um want to reach the highest level that they can and um, another part of that is, is is making sure that we've got really good competition structures so really good competition structures means that the players have an opportunity to play meaningful rugby um every week and that's also something that we're uh, that we're looking at so at the moment um you know the the season plan has changed three or four times um, because of uh, because of reacting to COVID, and we still don't know what the rest of the season looks like with regards to competition. So it's to get back and, and let players have a have a meaningful competition, and then hopefully get back to a normal season where we can run things um, a little bit more traditionally with regards knowing our knowing what's coming um, for months on end, and um, and and people being able to rub. Build good rugby programs around that, because you know uh, all programs at the moment are, are reactive, unfortunately.